It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. The Tennessee Titans are coming off two losses in a row, which makes this game against the Chicago Bears a major pivot point in their season. And I am breaking down every angle of this critical matchup on today's Locked On Titans podcast. We are going to start with my keys to the game, including... Which Chicago Bears defensive coverage the Tennessee Titans will have to figure out to win this game on Sunday. And then we will move into my individual matchups to watch, including why a wide receiver versus cornerback matchup will be the one to watch on both sides of the ball for the Tennessee Titans. And then finally, we will cap off this Football Friday talking about all of the other avenues that we can explore surrounding this game, including the most recent injury report for both teams, the Titans and the Bears. Also, all of the fantasy information and who I think would be a good play from the Titans in season long and in daily fantasy and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. Then we will take a look at all of the gambling information surrounding the game and how you might bet this game if you wanted to make things a little more interesting and keeping it plus 100. And then finally, I will cap off the show giving you my score and game prediction. So as I mentioned, this is a really important pivot point in the Titan season and I am breaking it down from every angle possible on this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! Taking a look at the keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans when they take on the Chicago Bears on Sunday, from a game plan perspective, we will start on the defensive side of the ball, and the Titans' defense must stop the Bears' rushing attack. And the Bears have the second worst rushing offense in the NFL at 85.6 yards per game. So you may wonder why stopping that middling rushing attack would be an important key for the Titans. But the reality 
reality is this Tennessee Titans defense has struggled on third down all year, and they have to find a way to put the Bears offense in third and long situations to try to take advantage of an offensive line for the Chicago Bears that is beaten up with injury and certain issues with COVID-19. One other thing to consider that makes stopping the run so important for the Titans going into this game. In two of the Bears' three losses on the season, they were held to under 50 yards rushing. If the Titans are able to duplicate that kind of success in run defense, it should result in a ton of third and long situations for the Chicago Bears offense, forcing quarterback Nick Foles to make consistently accurate throws down the field throughout the game, which more often than not this season has resulted in turnovers, which leads us into the second key to victory for the Tennessee Titans in this game, and it will be winning the turnover battle. Nick Foles has thrown seven of the Chicago Bears' 10 interceptions on the season. The Bears are minus one in turnover margin on the year, and in all three of their losses this season, they lost the turnover battle and have a turnover margin of minus three in those three losses. So it's critical for the Tennessee Titans defense to force some turnovers. And also, from an offensive perspective, last week the Titans lost the turnover battle to the Cincinnati Bengals, had a critical red zone interception at the beginning of the game that gave the Bengals momentum and took seven points off the board for the Tennessee Titans. They cannot allow that to happen this week against a much better Chicago Bears defense than what they faced last Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. So don't let the Chicago Bears defense force turnovers and give their struggling offense easy opportunities. And from the other side, the Titans offense will have their hands full with a talented Bears defense. And if the Titans defense can force a turnover and give the Titans offense a short field to work with a few times, then it should help them put up points against that good Bears defense. And the final key to victory for the Tennessee Titans comes on the offensive side of the ball, and it's how they choose to deal with a stingy Chicago Bears man defense. The Bears are a heavy man coverage team. They like to run man and cover one robber with a safety deep and then another safety playing a zone in the middle of the field, and they do not blitz. The Bears blitz the fifth least in the NFL, only 20.6%. They line up in their man coverage with a safety deep and a safety over the middle. They just bring their four down linemen on the pass rush led by the edge rushers Robert Quinn and the all pro Khalil Mack. They line up, they let you know what they're going to do and they beat you specifically on third down and in the red zone where they're the best third down and best red zone defense in the NFL. So how can the Titans combat that stingy man defense from the Chicago Bears? One, they can use bunch formations with their wide receiver and their tight ends where you would see three Titan skill position players all in a triangle close to the formation. This doesn't allow the Chicago Bears to get good jams and good presses on the wide receivers and it also lets the Titans use natural picks and natural rubs to get guys open against man. Also, things that the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams utilized against the Bears in their wins over Chicago in recent weeks is at snap motion. The Titans having a man 
in motion as the ball is snapped. What that does is it causes confusion in which Bears defender is assigned to which Titans player in man coverage, and it can cause some blown assignments that could lead to explosive plays for the Titans. Also, the Titans will need to snap the ball quickly in the red zone, something that the Rams were able to score twice with. This also does not allow the Chicago Bears to settle into their man defense before the ball is snapped. One other quick note, too, about playing that that man defense with that cover one deep safety and that robber underneath. The Bears' safeties are ultra-aggressive coming downhill. And Deshaun Gibson and Eddie Jackson, they are very, very aggressive. And I think that in this game, something that we haven't seen for a few weeks, I think the Titans will have the opportunity to hit a Khalif Raymond bomb down the middle against cover one man where Ryan Tannehill sees the crosser on the other side of the field and uses eye manipulation to get Eddie Jackson or Deshaun Gibson to bite up on that crosser going over the field and then hitting Khalif Raymond over the top on a deep double move. So that's something to watch for in this game against the Bears. But speaking of players to watch, we are going to get into our individual examination and look at those matchups that will determine this game. And as I mentioned at the top of our show, there is a matchup between a wide receiver and a cornerback on both sides of the ball for the Titans that I think will be the biggest determining factor in this game. So we will talk about that next. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We opened up our Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast by looking at some bigger game plan points and my keys to victory. Let's zoom in a little bit here and talk about some individual players to watch and some matchups that could determine the Titans' fate in this game against the Bears. But before I jump into that, I do want to remind you guys to make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream whether that's subscribing on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
Stitcher, any other platform that you do stream your podcast, make sure that you're locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. On Monday, we will have our game recap episode going over how the game was won in our opening segment, then going into everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up, Tighten Down, where I take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the individual performances. Also, we'll be recapping the AFC and specifically the AFC South and what took place over the weekend in football outside of the Titans game. So make sure that you don't miss that. Also, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for scheduling update, additional content, and my Tic Tac Titan film breakdowns that I do post weekly. So let's dive into these individual matchups. And as I have been teasing throughout the show, I do believe that a wide receiver versus cornerback matchup on both sides of the ball will be a major determining factor for the Tennessee Titans. We will start on the defensive side of the ball, though, for the Titans. And the number one matchup to watch for me is Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler against the Bears. The really only weapon the Bears have that scares me in the least bit, and that is Allen Robinson. Robinson is probably one of the top 10, top 15 wide receivers in the NFL. He has 50 catches, 631 yards, and three touchdowns already. By far the most dangerous threat that the Bears put out on the field on offense. Now, Malcolm Butler has had his struggles, but in the last two weeks, he's been targeted 12 times, given up only seven catches for 59 yards, and had three pass breakups. So, Malcolm Butler has had had some embarrassing moments this year, like when Will Fuller scored that long touchdown on him against Houston, but the Titans put him in an inverted cover two situation where he was backing up from his press man coverage corner spot on the outside and trying to cover a deep half. So he was not put in a position to succeed there. He's had some other little struggles like against Minnesota, but for the most part, Malcolm Butler has been very solid this week or this year and had his best game of the season the last two weeks. So that matchup will be one to watch. If the Titans can win that matchup and limit what Allen Robinson is able to do, that should severely limit what the Bears offense is able to accomplish. Let's move forward to the next matchup to watch for the Titans defense and that is Jayon Brown and Kevin Byard against Jimmy Graham the Bears tight end in the red zone. So Jimmy Graham is their second most targeted player in the red zone behind Allen Robinson. He has three touchdowns on the year. Jimmy is someone that they look for constantly because he's a big bodied athletic guy in the red zone and can take advantage of a matchup and the matchups that he will see the most will be Titans coverage linebacker Jayon Brown and safety Kevin Byard. And one thing to think about here is Jayon Brown and Kevin Byard have been struggling compared to what they're normally able to accomplish. In 2018, Jayon Brown had a season-long coverage grade of 84.6 per pro football focus. In 2019, it dipped to 69.1, but both of those numbers are better than what he's currently doing now with a 59.9 coverage grade per pro football focus throughout this season, and the tape matches up. He is struggling to get to his spots in zone coverage. Kevin Byard is having his worst season since his rookie year, and that's backed up by the player grades. In 2017 and 2018, he had an 80 plus coverage grade per pro football focus. In 2019, it dipped to 71, but 
all of those figures are better than the 64.2 coverage grade that Byard's putting out there at this moment in time. So that matchup with Jayon and Kevin Byard against Jimmy Graham in the red zone will determine whether the Titans are able to hold the Bears to a field goal or a touchdown on a couple of their drives. And then finally, to cap off the players to watch on defense, we have to take a look at Titans defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons, who has finally popped up on the injury report this week. I have been mentioning the injury that he may be suffering from throughout the week because it was obvious that he's been hindered in the last few games, and we've seen his worst performance of the season in the most recent matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, which was confusing considering it was the worst offensive line that Simmons had gone up against so far this year. He produced his worst defensive grade of the season per Pro Football Focus at a 57.6, and most certainly his worst pass rushing performance of the year and his worst run defensive performance of the year. Just overall, his worst game of the season for Jeffrey Simmons. The Titans cannot allow or cannot have Jeffrey Simmons having poor outings with the way that their defense is constructed. He will have to rebound against another porous offensive line that will be having multiple backups in in the Chicago Bears offensive line. Currently at this time, and things are in flux with our COVID-19 situation, but right now we're looking at Three offensive linemen in the interior, right guard, left guard, center, Mustafa, Bars, and Coward. All of them have under a 50 player grade per pro football focus this year. Jeffrey Simmons should be able to dominate, which also helps the Titans stop the run, which is an overall game plan point that I mentioned to start off our show. So Jeffrey Simmons is going to be a big factor in that. Can he dominate up front against a subpar Chicago Bears offensive line, which he wasn't able to do against a subpar Cincinnati Bengals offensive line last week. Let's move to the offensive side of the ball and take a look at the matchups to watch there for the Titans. Number one, Ryan Tannehill against Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson is an excellent safety for the Chicago Bears, but he is an incredibly aggressive safety. And as I mentioned, the Bears like to line up in that cover one robber with that man coverage. Well, oft, more often than not, Eddie Jackson is the deep safety in those coverages, and he's reading the quarterback's eyes, breaking on the ball, hitting wide receivers over the middle, trying to dislodge the ball and have PBUs, and he's also looking to make turnovers, read what the quarterback's trying to do, read the route concept. Now, you can use that aggressiveness against Jackson when he's coming downhill in zone or when he's just coming downhill in man because he's an incredibly aggressive guy. He's a ball hawk out there. He's always trying to make a play. If Ryan Tannehill can use eye manipulation, make Eddie Jackson come down on the crosser, and then hit some plays over the top, uh, you know, down the field, which the Titans have been missing the last few weeks, then that could make a big difference to them. This is a good defense. It's going to be very difficult to nickel and dine them all the way down the field over and over and get third down after third down after third down. The Titans are going to have to have some explosive plays in the passing game to give themselves opportunities to score on this good Bears defense. I talked about the Khalif Raymond shot play that needs to happen in the first segment. I'm basically echoing that here. And one of the ways that that is going to be possible is if Ryan Tannehill is able to win the battle one-on-one against Eddie Jackson using eye manipulation, using his pocket positioning. That's going to be a key for the Titans offense. The next big key here, and and it's kind of a, a huge one. It's a big chunky one. I'll try to break it down from multiple angles. But 
it's the Titans' tight ends and side note Corey Davis against the edge rushers, linebackers, and safety to Sean Gibson for the Bears. So, the Titans in this game, I don't think will want to play a lot of multiple tight end formations. Where I've talked about in the past, they want to get teams base defense on the field and take advantage. The Bears have a good base defense. I think you'd rather have Buster screen the nickel cornerback out on the field than have the Bears base defense out on the field. So I think the Titans go more three wide receiver in this game than they do before. And that's something that the Rams were really able to take advantage of the Bears. They'd line up in three wide receiver formations, but then they would motion Cooper Cup in into a tight end position, basically, and he would block the backside edge rusher on a run play. That was huge for the Rams and and having success on the ground. So, with Adam Humphreys most likely missing this game, will we see Corey Davis move into the slot? I think that would be a very good idea. He's only played 54 snaps in the slot so far this year, but I think putting Corey Davis in the slot and using him as almost a, a tight end would be a great way to get the Bears a nickel defense, which you can run on them easier with nickel defense, but still have a physical blocker like Corey Davis, who almost, I mean, Jonu Smith and Corey Davis as a blocker isn't much different. I mean, Jonu's better, but it's not much different. So if the Titans can use Corey Davis in the slot like the Rams used Cooper Cup and then use him almost as a secondary tight end, so you're in 11 personnel with three wide receivers, but you can almost play like you have two tight ends on the field and 12 personnel, that would be a big advantage for the Titans. So that's one thing to mention. Now let's get into the tight ends against the Bears' edge rushers in the run game. Barkevius Mingo has a 58.6 run grade per pro football focus. The Titans need to run towards Barkevius Mingo. Have Corey Davis motion in from his slot position into a secondary tight end role on the left-hand side where you would find Khalil Mack. And then have the actual tight end in Jonu Smith, Michael Pruitt, Anthony are on the right-hand side where Barkevius Mingo is. And then run towards Mingo. That's what the Titans should be looking to do and identify where Mingo is and going his direction, but using the slot wide receiver motioning into a tight end position to cut off the backside edge defender. Now, from a passing situation, the linebackers for the Bears, specifically Danny Trevathan, make no mistake, Roquan Smith is an excellent linebacker, but Danny Trevathan, while being a good run-stuffing linebacker, is in the twilight of his career and is terrible in pass coverage. He has a 47.8 pass coverage grade per pro football focus. He's allowed 177 yards after catch this year. So, the Titans need to find a way to get Anthony Ferkser or Jonu Smith matched up one-on-one against Danny Trevathan in that man coverage that I said the Bears like to run at the top of the show, if you can get good matchups with Danny Trevathan in man coverage, the Titans can take advantage there. And here's one other thing to mention. I saw the Rams run trips in shotgun against the Bears defense, and they would have the tight end in the middle area of the trips, and they would have a wide receiver as the innermost guy of the trips. And what would happen there is that would require one of the Bears linebackers who's the innermost defender here. They got the outside corner, the slot corner, and then the linebacker. 
That's how the man coverage is going to work. So if you set it up where you have A.J. Brown outside or Nick Westbrook outside, something like that, and the Bears outside corners on him, and then you have Jonu Smith or Anthony Ferkser in the slot, and then the Bears slot cornerback Buster Screen is manned up against him, you may get Danny Trevathan manned up one-on-one against a Corey Davis against a go go AJ Brown Ferkser then Jonu Smith whatever you have to do get Jonu Smith get Corey Davis get Anthony Ferkser in man coverage against Danny Trevathan and attack that matchup I think the Titans will go a lot more spread shotgun looks than they typically do this week they're going to go a lot more three wide receiver looks less multiple tight end looks, less fullback looks. I think they're going to try to get the Bears in nickel defense and identify matchups and man coverage because that's what the Bears like to do when the game is on the line. Moving into the last matchup to watch, and it's the second part of what I've been teasing throughout the show, and that is the wide receiver versus cornerback matchup that is Corey Davis versus Jalen Johnson. If the Titans don't want to use Corey Davis in the slot and they keep him outside, then they need to attack Corey against the rookie Jalen Johnson. A.J. Brown is probably going to see Kyle Fuller. Fuller is a much better cornerback than Jalen Johnson at this point in time in their careers. I would much rather attack the other side of the field, and quite frankly, Jalen Johnson has been the weakness in the Bears secondary this year. He's been targeted 47 times. He has 25 completions to his name, 393 yards allowed. That's the most of any Bears defender, and two touchdowns on him. He has a 57 7.4 coverage grade per PFF. So I would attack Jalen Johnson. Corey Davis is having the best start to a season of his career. 29 catches, 369 yards, three touchdowns. Can Corey Davis keep up his tremendous play and win one-on-one matchups in man coverage on third down and in the red zone against the Bears rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson? That will be the matchups to watch. That will be the players to watch. And that's going to do it for the individual examination portion of this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. But we are going to wrap up today's show taking a look at the most updated injury report for both teams. Also take a look at the fantasy information in this game with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. Take a look at some of the gambling information and keeping it plus 100. And I will give you my game and score prediction before the end of the show. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's cap off today's show and this week of the Locked On Titans podcast, taking a look at all the ancillary angles of the game that we need to pay attention to. And first is the most recent injury report from both teams, and this is coming from Thursday's round of practice. So let's talk about the Titans injury report first. And the biggest name of concern is outside linebacker Jadavian Clowney, who has yet to practice this week, did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday with a knee injury. There was a 
NFL Network's uh, hit by Mike Garofalo where he expressed concern about Clowney being able to play the next two weeks. Listen, folks, Clowney didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday last week either. He had maybe his best game of the year in terms of disruption against the Bengals. I think Clowney's going to play in this game. Could be wrong, but that's just my sense of where things are at. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys didn't practice either day with a concussion. I would not expect him to be able to play in this game, but it would be a major help to the Titans. As I mentioned, they will face a ton of man coverage, and Anthony Ferkser at tight end. Adam Humphreys at wide receiver are the Titans' man coverage beaters. Continuing down the list, tackled Dennis Kelly with a knee injury. Didn't participate either day. Uh, at the end of the day, Dennis Kelly is getting rest. This was the same thing that happened last week. Now, punter Brett Kern, who was injured on the uh, off-target Bo Brinkley snap, uh, with a wrist injury, didn't practice either day. Earlier reports this week were that he would miss some time. Cornerback Kareem Orr didn't practice Wednesday, but was full participant on Thursday. Should be good to go, and they'll need him now that Jonathan Joseph is out the door. Jeffrey Simmons, with an ankle injury, did not participate either day. Probably just rest for the big fella. Dane Crookshank, offensive lineman Daniel Murner, cornerback Ty Smith, all were full participants in practice both days despite being listed on the report. And then A.J. Brown with his knee injury did not practice on Thursday. But again, they've been doing this plan with A.J. Brown throughout the season just to keep him healthy. He does not really need to practice. The guy is that good. Now the Bears have a much more extensive injury report here. Tight end Jimmy Graham did not practice on Wednesday, but did practice in full on Thursday. Defensive tackle Akeem Hicks did not practice Wednesday. Full participant on Thursday. Not injury related for Hicks though. Eddie Jackson, limited participant on Thursday, but he's expected to play. Defensive tackle John Jenkins did not practice either day. Wide receiver Anthony Miller with a toe was limited on Thursday. Offensive lineman Sam Mustafer, who may be a starting offensive lineman for this Bears team, did not practice either day with a knee injury. One of their defensive linemen, Roy Robertson Harris, did not practice either day. Linebacker Danny Trevathan came back on Thursday as a full participant. Mitchell Trubisky, their backup quarterback, is probably not going to be able to play in this game. He was injured in his one snap against the New Orleans Saints. Offensive lineman Cody Whitehair, this is a big loss for the Bears, did not practice either day with a calf injury. It's expected that he will not play. Defensive back to Sean Gibson, the starting safety for the Bears, was limited all throughout both days of practice this week for the Bears. Offensive lineman Rashawn Coward was a full participant. That's good news for the Bears as they are short on offensive linemen. Cole Komet, their tight end, rookie tight end, did not practice on Thursday. And then slot starting cornerback Buster Screen was a full participant. The Bears also, within the last 24 to 36 hours, depending on when you're listening to this, the Bears also have had some scares with COVID-19. A few a few players, the game still looks like it's going to go on as scheduled, but they could be losing some starters and losing some players from close contacts and positive tests. So that's something to watch as we go on throughout the weekend. But let's have some more fun here to cap off a of football Friday. Let's get into the fantasy information with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. And going up against the Chicago Bears defense who could be considered a bad matchup for wide receivers, a bad matchup for running backs, a bad matchup for quarterbacks, and definitely uh, a bad matchup overall for a Titans offense. But 
If you have Ryan Tannehill as your starting quarterback in season long, you can play him. If you have the opportunity to stream a quarterback with a better matchup, I would put Tannehill on the bench and look for a better streaming option this week. Derrick Henry, if you got him in season long, he's playing no matter what, so no questions asked. Same thing with A.J. Brown. Same thing with Jonu Smith, quite frankly, despite his two poor performances the last two weeks. You're not playing the Titans' defense in this game, even though the Bears have a, a poor offense. You just can't trust the Titans. Titans defense at this moment in time. Now, from a daily fantasy perspective, Jonu Smith is the 12th most expensive tight end on the daily fantasy market at only $3,900. I think that if the Titans are able to get him matched up one-on-one against Danny Trevathan enough, then they will be able to succeed and he could have a good day. And quite frankly, the Titans have had some of their worst offensive performances of the year, the two worst offensive performances of the year outside of week one in Denver the last two weeks. And it's no coincidence that those are Jonu Smith's two worst days of the season. So they need to get Jonu Smith back involved in this offense. They will make a concerted effort to do so. So Jonu Smith could be a good chance to take in daily fantasy. And then Corey Davis, I've already highlighted him as a matchup to watch and why he'll be so vitally important to the Titans in this game because of the matchup against Jalen Johnson. And I also think out of A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, Corey Davis would be the smarter guy to play in the slot this week. So with all of that in mind, Corey Davis at $5,900, the 19th most expensive wide receiver receiver, I think it'd be a good look in daily fantasy. Let's move to the gambling information and keeping it plus 100. Very quickly, the Titans started out at five and a half favorites from what I saw. At this moment in time where I saw them, they are six and a half point favorites. No way would I bet that. I think this game will be closer than six and a half points. The Bears have a great chance to win this game and anytime I think both teams have a good chance to win, I'm never going to lay that many points. No way Jose that I would do that. Also, 46 and a half as the over under in the game. I think that the over is a good shot, but I I don't feel comfortable enough with that to bet that. If I had to do a teaser on this game, I'm obviously going to take, well, if I'm just trying to make money, I'm going to bet the Bears up to 12 and a half, take it down to 40 and a half and go over. If I do want to put my money on the Titans no matter what, which just may be how you feel, then betting the Titans down to minus half a point, it's basically like pick them, betting it down to 40 and a half on the over under, betting the over, I think that would be a pretty good bet for me if I wanted to go the teaser route. Let's move into my game and score prediction to cap off the show today. I've been thinking about it, I've been going back and forth. I do think the Titans are able to get off the schneid here, get back into winning. I think the defense plays better this week and has a resurgent performance, is able to force some turnovers. The Titans offense get things back rolling, but still don't look like a juggernaut against a good Bears defense. I don't think they score 30. I don't think they score 40. I do think, though, that the Titans win this game by a score of 27 to 23. So that's how I see things playing out in the Music City this weekend. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. In my opinion, this has been one of the best Locked on Titans podcasts of all time. And if you do feel that way, please throw me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that helps other Titans fans find the show and also lets me know that I'm doing a good job. The show's free. I don't ask a lot. I would really appreciate it. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast. If you do like what you're hearing, we are going to have our game recap episode on Monday with the keys to the game 
individual player matchup grades with Titan Up and Titan Down, recapping everything that took place in the AFC. Tuesday is Tic Tac Tuesday with the Tic Tac 4-pack, breaking down the four most impactful plays of the game from a schematic standpoint. Wednesday, Rewatch Wednesday, giving you all of my additional analysis and extra insights from rewatching the coaches' tape multiple times over the first half of the week. Thursday, we begin our preparation for a big division match. Well, I guess next week is a Thursday night game against the Colts. We are going to have our our crossover conversation on Wednesday for the Locked On Colts and get started a little bit early. I'll have to combine Rewatch Wednesday and Tic Tac Tuesday together on Tuesday. Then Thursday, we have a big game against the division rival Indianapolis Colts. Could be for AFC South supremacy, so make sure that you don't miss the game preview that we'll be having next Thursday. So, Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. But we talked about the keys to the game from a game plan perspective. We talked about the individual player matchups to watch. We talked about the injury report. We talked about gambling. We talked about fantasy. We talked about my score prediction. What else could you want from a game preview? Hopefully, I am back with you guys for a victory Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. But that is going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.